Y'all, Brad Stevens here for another edition of the Herald and Brad Witty City Filmmakers Podcast. HD, what's going on, man? What's up, B? <laughs> you can call me H. Oh, no doubt. We have a very special guest here, somebody responsible for making Chicago the Hollywood of the Midwest. Yeah. Alex Picios is with us. How's it going? Hey guys, thanks for having me. I'm not oh, that no. special. I'm not that special though. Don't say special. All <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. So the first question we always ask people is, what's your connection to? It's a two-parter. What's your connection to Chicago? And what kind of art do you create? I think you're artist. What kind of art do you create? Well, here, uh, Chicago, I'm born and raised here. You know, grew up on the northwest side of Chicago. You know, went to Chicago public schools. Um, uh, went to Northeast Illinois University in Chicago. Uh, my dad was a Chicago public school uh, special education teacher. You know, so I'm born and bred Chicago. And, you know, when it comes to the art stuff, believe it or not, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, creating and producing stuff now on the West Side, you know, and, uh, and you know, trying to get this homegrown talent along with me to start producing stuff and doing some neat stuff, you know, and lo- loving the city, love the city a lot. So let's just jump right into center space. Now, when you first uh, looked at this place, it was a steel mill and, and going to talking about developing it, getting it and developing it into center space. Yeah. So, I mean, it, so the, the way this even happened is really it's a it was a gift from God. You know, I, I, I was born and raised in Chicago and um, uh, I'd give you a little bit of how Cinespace happened. I was going to be a teacher. I graduated from University, Northeast Illinois University to be a teacher. Uh, I ended up not doing that because I had an uncle that owned a fur and leather store in Indianapolis who ends up opening a store in Michigan Avenue called Elon Furs. It was a, it was next door to Nike Town. I remember that. Yeah, yeah sure. And, and so I, he tells me, he says, come on, I'm opening up this store in Chicago. I said, well, I don't know nothing about furs and leather. I said, I'm, I'm going to be a teacher. <laughs> he says, well, what are they going to pay you? I said, 22400 He said, well, I'll give you 75000 I said, shit, I'll be there tomorrow. Said, oh, no. <laughs> Good stuff. No doubt. So, so I go on Michigan Avenue. I start uh, running this fur and leather store I knew nothing about. And then I got in the real estate business after 10 years. Right. And then, and then with the real estate business, I was doing well for a while. And then in 07, 08, I got demolished. Well, you know, the economy, the real estate bubble, it popped. Um, I lost everything, got evicted from my house, um, uh, it went bankrupt. It was bad times, you know, I was in a very dark place. Wow. Um, and then I had an uncle, who, another uncle who owns Cinespace in Toronto. He started there 32 years ago, Nick Mercopolis. Okay. And so uh, I see Nick at a wedding and uh, he goes, hey, how's the real estate? I'm like, ah, it's going okay. He's like, going okay, don't give me that bullshit. He goes, you gotta be hit murdered there. So I said, actually it is, it's bad. And he goes, listen, let me come to Chicago. He goes, yeah, let's go look at some buildings. And 
So, and then all, it took about a year and a half. We, then Ryerson came on the market and we bought the one building. We turned it into The Boss was the first show ever there. It was with Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, it was in yeah. 2011. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Fox brought us a show called Pay- Playboy Club. And uh, from there, we just bought the next building, the next building, the next building. And now, you know, we're at 47 stages. We're the largest film studio company in the world. Nobody has 47 nice, stages. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the good news on it is, uh, you know, we're busy. You know, I mean, obviously, this year has been a, a rough year for just the world, you know, what's going on out there. But where it's exciting. I mean, you know, we, you know, we're going to be busy. We're, we're, in any, we're in a place that we're in a place right now that content is king. There's a demand for it. And even during all this COVID, you know, a lot, the studios like ourselves were shut down for, mo- for right, five, six right. months. So what happened? People like ourselves are sitting around watching Netflix, Amazon, and eating <laughs> up all that content. And now they got to produce some more. So I think 2021 will be good, but that's how Cinespace really started. It was an uncle who really came to help me. And that was it. I mean, it wasn't no, you know, people was like, man, how did you plan this? I said, plan nothing. I said, I had an uncle that said, man, you're bust out and I got to help you out. So let's try to do something. <laughs> it was right. Family is a beautiful thing. It can yeah, be. You know what? I tell people karma is a uh, karma is a thing. And, you know, you got to be good and help people. And you know, for me, it was a blessing what happened with Nick. And I try to turn that blessing on to other people now like crazy there. You know, uh, we can talk a little bit about, you know, if you want our internship program. Yes. which I started Please. five years ago. Please. I mean, that thing is 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 killing it. I mean, what, I sat there and I started saying, man, look at this film studio. It's growing jobs. But the problem is the jobs that are being taken don't emulate the neighborhood. You know, right, and I right. said, we got we got to get the more of the minorities in this neighborhood that have struggled since the Martin Luther King fires. They got to get the opportunity. So what's the best way to do it? We start the internship program. So all you need is to be a high school graduate. Um, and we you know I did research in North Lawndale, 50% of the kids that graduate from high school don't go to college, right? Yeah, right. So here, so here what we had, the perfect storm, an industry that was about to blow up in a neighborhood that in our industry, you know, to get into the unions, you don't need a college education. Right. You know, so it worked out great. We partnered with uh, Dick Wolf Films and NBC Comcast, and then Fox came on, Disney Fox now. And, you know, we take the uh, the kids, our high school graduates, they go, it's a paid internship program. So some do hair and makeup, some do construction, some do lights, some uh, do uh, set decorating, some do location scouting. And then after the internship program, if they're still interested, then what we do is Cinespace, we subsidize the $5,500 that they need to get into the union. Nice. So we'll nice. pay for that. The thing's been great. It's I mean, 92% of the kids that have graduated through this internship program now are in the unions. They're, you know, I, I love to say there's a couple kids now that w- that was in our first cohort now are buying their own two flats in the neighborhood. Right. To save, save that money, I told them. I said, save the money. You got insurance, you get benefits. So, you know, that's really been the most thing I'm proud of in that is, with Cinecares, you know, is, is that internship program. And then the partnership we have with DePaul University. At DePaul University, which we're really, really excited about with DePaul, 
um, so DePaul opened up their film school over there, right? And um, which is exciting, and uh, a part of their film school. And DePaul University, which was not even ranked in the top hundred film schools in the country, well, now they broke the top twenty in the country. Nice, nice, and, yeah. And when you read the article from Hollywood Reporter, one of the main reasons it has is because the campus being at, at the studio, because these kids not only it's about going to college, right. it's almost like. You're working on the sets with people around you. You know, they're yes, meeting people, yes. directors, producers, set deck people. And, you know, it's become like a college campus there. It's it's fun. There's more to do. And uh, but those are kind of the two low hanging fruits that I'm most, 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 most proud of. We were interviewing Carl Seaton, uh, director, a couple months ago. I saw the movie Do the Right Thing at the Plaza. No doubt. I don't know what I don't know the difference between a producer and a director. I gotta figure all that out. But this guy Spike Lee, this is what I want to do. The impact it had, you know, of seeing somebody like you uh, making a film, and it was like the sense that you know. It's not just out there in the ether that making a film is doable, that you can actually do it. And yeah. that's what I love about the internship program that, you know, young people actually get a hands-on experience and work in the industry. And they, they know, they realize that it's actually doable. And I think that's just, that's, that's amazing. Yes. That's fantastic. And you know what it is? And, and it's great. I mean, especially here you are in, in, in an underserved community like North Lawndale. And now you've got this, this kind of job creator and, and, and you're in a neighborhood and you're, it's jobs, especially in the, the union jobs. You don't need a college education. Right. So right. you got these kids. You're, it's almost like a farm system. They're right there. Feed yeah. them, get, feed them into that system, show them the business, educate them. And then hopefully, you know, the shows keep coming. And then there's jobs. You know what? It's kind of funny. Like uh, earlier this year, I was doing like some rehab on my shoulder for physical therapy, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> and I remember one day my physical therapist said, "You hear about that basketball player? He got this this really bad virus." And I said, "Well, I haven't heard a lot about it." And uh, it was COVID. Now he was he was one of the first players to get COVID nineteen, right? And like he wow. got it was a big thing because he had wiped his hands over the mic, and it was just amazing how it went from knowing very little about the virus to the virus being like just consuming people's lives globally, just how quickly that happened, you know? You know. You know so, so, and I know that a number of TV shows are opening back up. So how is it with production and navigating those waters? Yeah, with, it's uh, pretty crazy. Pandemic? So, I mean, you know, uh, I, I'll give it to Dick Wolf uh, and Comcast. I mean, they came back with the Dick Wolf shows, Fire PD Med. Uh, obviously, I mean, the amount of, they do testing every day on the site. Right. Now to get on the lot, you know, we check your temperature. Uh, if your temperature is too high, you're not allowed on the lot. I mean, everyone has to have their masks on. And they've been doing it. I give them credit. They, they, they've had a couple stoppages where, I th you know, it probably was an actor that got it, you know, so they, you know, they had to stop filming for a little bit. Right. But for the most part, those three shows, uh, have the first show actually was Fargo with Chris Rock. They right. needed to, when COVID yeah. hit, they were two episodes short to finish the season. So they were actually the first ones to come in and they did it. They had the testing, people were careful. I mean, you guys know how it is with food. I mean, over there, you know, when there's food there, it's like a smorgasbord. Everyone grabs their, their spoon, <laughs> they throw their food on the plate. Now, right. forget about it. Now it says it's a box lunch and it's all you're, I mean, it's, right. you know, it's all boxed, it's all ready and Fargo did it. 
And then uh, Dick Wolf's doing it, and uh, that's the only ones that have shot so far, I mean, after COVID, but the good news is for 2021, and hopefully now with the vaccine coming in, I mean, we got uh, two legendary shows coming. We got the spinoff to Power called Force. Nice, yes, yeah. Uh, so they're getting ready to start coming like February, March. So I think the timing is going to be perfect uh, uh, with the, with the, you know, with getting the vaccine out. So, so tell us a little bit about yourself. How are you handling the COVID and moving around, uh, going through center space and dealing with people? Well, you know me, I, 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 you know, I love to work so much. So when they, when they, when they shut down, it was me and my two brothers walking around every day around the studio <laughs> saying, what the fuck just happened? This is like crazy. Oh <laughs> I mean, you're used to seeing thousands of people walking around and now there's nobody. Right. So we, we used the time to, I redid some streets. I redid some sidewalks. I did a little beautification projects to nice. keep me going because I can't, I mean, I'm not one of those guys. I can't sit at home. So it was me and my two brothers every day. You know, we'd have our meetings. We'd watch a little TV and, and, you know, make some plans on some uh, new new construction projects we're working on. And uh, that's how I mentally kept going here, you know. And, uh, yeah. you, know, my, and you know, my kids, obviously, they, you know, they, I have four kids. I have uh, two in high school and two in grammar school. So okay. yeah. trying to keep these guys busy, too, you know, uh, because I think they're taking a brunt of it, too. You know, oh, you, no know question. you remember yeah. in high school or grammar, you love seeing your friends going out. Right. You know, now everything is, uh, you know, Zoom meetings, Zoom this. And I think, you know, I need them to get going full time again, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Zoom just came up out of nowhere, you know. Man, shit. I wish I owned it. I wish I knew. I wish I started Zoom. (laughs) I'm telling you. It's a household word. I had never heard of Zoom until the pandemic. I had never heard of Zoom. Me neither. (laughs) I didn't know that. It's like every meeting now is Zoom. I go, this is unbelievable, you know. Right. But. I like that. I got to do some research on this guy. I mean, I mean, can you imagine this guy started this company and he probably was doing okay now. Right. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like I remember back in the day, uh, being a kid and when John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd shot the Blues Brothers, right? Yeah. And then a little bit later they did uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? Yeah. So there were films coming through Chicago, but they were like kind of far and few between. Nothing like now, the production taking place. Yes. So, so what makes Chicago such, in the Chicagoland area, such a great place to film and shoot it? Listen, what, what the, great, the great studios place? love this city, man. I yeah, lo- they love right. it for one there. They love the four seasons, right? So you get yeah. that winter look, that spring look, that summer look. You know, Dick Wolf's great at that. You know, as you watch the seasons, you see snow and ice and you see the sun. And and then you got all these beautiful locations. You got the city, you got the lake. Heck, you go, you know, you go, uh, you know, 40 minutes north. You got it looks like you're in a country, you know, right. They love all the different looks we have in the city, you know, and then the talent. You know, we're one of the most talented, you know, talk about Second City, right? Talk about all the plays and the musicals that are shot here that are filmed here in Chicago. You know, the live the live stuff we have, the stage right. band stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have such a deep talent pool and and it's just going to grow and grow and grow. And, you know, the film incentive is obviously the most important thing. That's why the shows come. The state of Illinois has a really good film incentive, but it's right. a fair one. Yeah. I try to explain to people here, you know, Georgia right now is very busy, but Georgia is very busy because they have an above the line incentive. So what that means is uh, 
a hundred million dollar movie gets shot in Georgia, let's say. Well, 30% of every all those dollars, no matter if it's not Georgia people that live there, if the money's not spent in the Georgia economy, they still get it. So Tom Cruise gets paid $10 million to shoot in Georgia. The right. state of Illinois, the state of Georgia taxpayers pay $3 million of that salary, even though he pays taxes in California. Right. In Chicago, in Illinois, what I like is we make the studios accountable. We say, hey, you want to shoot a $100 million movie in Illinois? You got to spend all that $100 million in Illinois with Illinois people or you don't nice. get nothing. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's why our that, that's why you know I vote and people have said why don't you lobby more to get this above the line? I said, listen, it's better to be needy than greedy because what happens most states that have had that above the line, Michigan, Iowa, Louisiana, they can they lose it because what happens is someone's going to say, hey man, we're not taking care of our own schools or our elderly people, but we're covering these people's uh, spend, they're not, even, they're not even hiring our own residents. Right. So Illinois got the biggest driver for the actually, besides content creation, is the film incentive. That is, without that, we wouldn't have anything here. Oh la la. Yeah.